one of these days I'm going to get those strips and rolls and strip and roll all over the place. <laughs> I'm going to just be just mummified in the in <laughs> LED lighting. Hey, hey everybody, hey. welcome to Cinematic Suffering. I'm Jason and that's Clay over there. It's me. That's hey, right y'all. Over there. Uh, we are here for another episode of Bits and Chunks. That's right. That's right. This is our podcast format. And uh, we it quite enjoy this one because it's uh, just a kind of off the cuff, mostly off the cuff conversation where we talk about all things horror, all the things that we've seen lately that gets gets us excited as horror fans. And we bring that excitement to you, the viewer. Yeah. And whether we're uh, revisiting old stuff or uh, seeing new things, which is what I've been primarily doing, thing, seeing watching things that I haven't watched before. Um, but before we jump all into that. Thank you for joining us. If you're listening to this on a, any kind of podcast platform, make sure you leave a review. If you're watching right. this on the tubes, the YouTubes, then please feel free to subscribe, comment below, leave one please of those thumbs up. Yes, yes. It helps us immensely and we appreciate it so very much. And we may uh, have spoilers in some of these reviews, so uh, that's a bit of a warning ahead of time. I think... Um, Wow, we're just reeling from the success of our Jeepers Creepers reviews. So if, if you're coming here specifically because you saw that review and like, hey, these guys are kind of cool. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm, I'm reeling. I'm, what I'm, I'm trying to not let it go to my head, this newfound fame. People recognize <laughs> me on the street. And I'm like, look, I'm just like the rest of y'all. I'm just here to get groceries. And, yeah. um, you know, you know Clay, Clay puts his pants on like everyone, you know, two legs. Two legs jumping up in the morning, and he, he manages to put two legs in at the same time and hops them up. He likes to pull them up all the way to his chest. Yeah, up up, up to my man meat up here. That's <laughs> what I do. <laughs> uh, so, Clay, I think we talked briefly about some of the stuff we saw recently. And... Yeah, we, we both saw um, – we'll leave the real meaty one for the second part. We both – I recommended that you see Superhost because I felt that it was a – worthwhile companion film to influencers uh, some of the same themes yes so. and uh, i definitely did uh, watch superhost uh, under your recommendation and it's a story basically about a uh, is it a couple yeah the couple they rent an airbnb that's out in the middle of nowhere pretty much a nice cabin and we get to meet oh they they're also a part of this youtube channel that has a that has a big following or a declining following and they're trying to get their numbers back up and they have this thing called super host and they interview and go out to airbnbs and interview the hosts and give reviews of the places they stay anyways it's a big tiring <laughs> explanation <laughs> of what these people do because that's what they do and they meet the 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 super host who happens to be some insane lady Yes, and she's she's played great. She's definitely uh, you know kind of one of the shining bits of this movie, and they they feature her prominently in all the trailers for it for good reason. Um, uh, Gracie Gillum, 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 Grace Grace Phillips, Grace no Grace Gillum. She's Grace Phillips is busy with other projects. No, oh yeah, Grace Phipps or something. Yeah, like Rebecca, <laughs> right? I don't know. Yeah, Rebecca. Yeah, she's um she she was she was pretty good in it. Um, you know, like like Jason said, it's about this YouTube couple. They oh, it was one of these movies. Like I liked it, but I definitely had problems with it. Like I did not care for the protagonist at all. <laughs> no, 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 no. 
it, no, yeah, it's it's one of those things where the I don't know if it was this movie or something else you told me that, to watch where you despise. Oh, it's another movie you told me to watch that <laughs> that Irish movie uh, about Unwelcome. the red hats. Unwelcome, where you know you just absolutely despise the particularly the male protagonist because yeah. they they just fold under pressure and that's not something you want to see from a protagonist i i don't think and uh, that was the case with this one where the, the yeah the the guy was just in fact both of them neither were very likable to be honest with you um but they just kind of folded under pressure once the, once the chips started falling and the axes started swinging they the, the whoever wrote these characters just said, hey, let's not have him do anything constructive. Just have him bend over and die, you know? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, from the from the get-go, he is just kind of subservient to his, uh, to his um, girlfriend. They aren't even married. And he's going to propose, and then she just, like, uses it as fodder for the channel. So it was just, they're just, you know, kind of deeply unlikable. And it didn't seem accidental. It seems like this, this is the way we're constructing the characters. But then... You know the the main antagonist or antihero is Rebecca, is the the murderous uh, owner of this B and B. But you know, like I hope that the audience can't, uh, yeah, owner. <laughs> yeah. I, but I hope that the audience can't identify with her because she's just a complete murderous psychopath. So you're just kind of left without anybody to root for. And that was that was my big kind of yeah. problem with Superhost. Yeah, I mean, uh, I. I thought it had some there's some promising things that I saw in Superhost. And again, we're going to be spoiling some things here. So there there's a point in the movie where the Superhost Rebecca uh, stands up for the couple because this uh, psycho uh ex Superhost that I guess the couple had uh, exposed as being a bad renter or whatever yeah. comes out and uh, stalks them at this Airbnb and throws a rock through the window and then the you know the, Rebecca comes out and just basically threatens the this woman's life, and the woman is played by Barbara Crampton, who who's ever yeah you I love her as does most horror fans. She's yeah, great. so at that point you're like, okay, this might be a certain twist. You know, she's actually a very defensible, you know, uh, uh, not defensible, but a, but a host who might have some kind of redeeming qualities, yeah. and then it goes into another weird part where that was all a setup that Rebecca had and the Barbara Crampton character were just paying a, playing a big practical joke on the couple, which was traumatizing them. And yeah. I was, I was like, wow, that's kind of a cool twist. Cause if, if it went from there to, I don't know, I don't know where it could have gone. I didn't put any kind of deep thought, but I was like, Oh, that's a cool twist. But instead of just Rebecca being this murderous host, you know, uh, just tra- just stalking them, you know, it could turn itself on its head and maybe that, that couple, retaliates in some kind of gruesome way you know no one takes no one makes a joke out of us you know and then yeah i don't know but anyways it, it could have gone that way it didn't it went down to i think very predictable route of rebecca being the murderous super host and yeah. basically you know and it was you know it was predictable but then it when it subverts expectation it does it in a way that's unsatisfying for the audience at the same time it's like okay just <laughs> and again the last last spoiler warning you're going to get y'all i don't want to ruin the movie for you but um it's it doesn't go the way you know it doesn't work out for our our protagonist and i'm i'm kind of getting tired of that trope too it's like i know that it's it's kind of um 
uh, tedious if uh, the characters have plot armor and, you know, we always see them prevail, but you watch them through this whole process and then it doesn't work out at the end. So it's just kind of, you, you just kind of feel empty by the time yeah. everything resolves itself. So yeah, glowing review of Superhost, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you, you, it's a good point. We, we talked about it briefly um, off, off mic about how, movies some movies uh, are you know by the time the protagonist or and protagonists get to the very end and go through all these this hardship and this pain and um try this trial by fire and you think oh they're going to come out on top and they just wind up dead and yeah you know that that's that's you know that's fine in certain movies and certain stories but then you see those movies like this where it kind of feels a little bit pointless where you know this is just kind of a a YouTube couple, if this YouTube couple were, you know, suffering some hardships, you know, maybe they're in fight with each other. Maybe the guy had done something really grotesque and I don't know, just kind of, but they really didn't have anything between them that was very disgusting or any kind of backstory or history that would let you know that, hey, these people aren't that good. They're just YouTube hosts. And yeah, you know, and was, maybe I'm a little biased. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, maybe I am too, and maybe it's it's a little bit too inside baseball. But like the uh, you know, kind of the whole our whole future, our our whole economy, or whatever that you know, our our all our finances are wrapped up in this YouTube channel was the setup for these two, and you know, their relationship was also kind of on rocky ground. That put me just it, that made me so anxious, and just to watch them be just utterly fake it's something that i hate it when youtubers do it probably yeah. gets you more views and it's probably something that people have been told that they need to do is just overly animated and and that, this kind of thing it's just it's so it reads is so fake and just so deeply cringy for me yeah both act like that on camera it's kind of cool in a way because the, the film is aware of it and and kind of criticizing it in a way but again it doesn't exactly endear you to the character so um, what I did like about it and the reason I recommended it is it it kind of reminded me a little bit of influencer in the way that we're starting to see uh, contemporary horror movies tackle contemporary issues so that's what I did kind of like about yeah it. yeah and it's it's funny seeing horror movies nowadays because because there is the trope now of going out to a a place in the middle of nowhere and you always have to put in there's no cell phone signal you always yeah. have to put that in because it's it's a it's part of current technology yeah, or movie. Yeah. yeah yeah so it, it it does create some kind of sense of tension sometimes if it's built right uh using that that trope uh i see horror movies just kind of like harkening back to the past they'll go back to the mid 90s early 90s yeah. or back to the 80s and they'll just do a, they'll just roll it back and say hey this isn't modern this is going back into the throwback into uh, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. So they don't have to put up with the problems of having a cell phone. And it's much more easier to make a horror movie back then. And I think we discussed this before on a previous episode because all of these modern con con contrivances aren't around yeah. to really because anybody, you know, you'd be like, oh, well, I'll just type on the Internet and solve my problem, you know, or yeah. I can just get on my phone. I can call this person. I can do this. And, you know, it wasn't as easy back then. So, yeah. yeah. And it's, I think it also, you know, it, it works in two ways too, because uh, the filmmakers probably liked the horror movies from that 
from those decades the most. I think that's why you're seeing a lot of um, nostalgic 80s kind of uh, sensibilities coming into horror movies is because yeah. people love that that whole era. I know I did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, so that's Superhost. Superhost, yeah. So if you're going to make a double feature of it, definitely check out Influencer, which we talked about at length in uh, another Bits and Chunks episode. But uh, Superhost makes a good bookend to that movie. Um, another movie that we both uh, checked out recently, um, which I've been excited about seeing, is the. It's it goes by several names. It goes by the Japanese Evil Dead, is, is what most people kind of know it as. But its actual title is Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell is the uh, actual title here. And um, uh, shout out to Bloody Disgusting. I've got their site open now, and I was just looking at a little bit of trivia about it. Um, not not real shocking, but this was pretty much a solo project, uh, you know, pretty much conceived and executed by the star of the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was one of those things that I, I don't, I had heard whispers of it over the years, and I had heard, uh, you know, the Japanese Evil Dead. You know, that's all I heard yeah. was the Japanese Evil Dead. I could never get my the actual name of the movie from the people who who's, <laughs> who, who would uh, tell me about it until I came across my queue and on Prime, I guess through Shutter or whatever where it's on. And it it I was like, boing, that's it. This is the movie. This is a, a that Evil Dead Japanese Evil uh, Dead movie. And I told my wife, yeah. and she's like, she's like, oh, let's let's watch it. So it was only it's only like an hour hour and 15 minutes or something so it wasn't that long it goes by quick yeah yeah and it goes by quick but, and it, it it pretty much is the japanese evil dead and it i will say it rules it was a it was a fan film through and through it was uh you know, like i knew it was going to be heavily inspired by the evil dead but i didn't realize it was such a fan film that it just literally was a fan film. It was it was this this uh, you know kind of heartfelt fan film of uh, you know the the Evil Dead movies with all of the kind of over the top Japanese kind of qualities. It was yeah. uh, filmed in the director and stars uh, father's home that was about to be demolished, and instead of just the, they were planning the, to have it demolished, and um, you know he said, "Oh, this would be a perfect." place to film my evil dead tribute um it, it it was it was fun and you have to kind of you know it's almost like a must watch for horror fans because he, the guy put so much uh, love and effort into it i mean he did all the special effects all this this the gushy stop motion himself and yeah and, and, uh, it was kind of interesting because it all took place in these really cramped little japanese house corridors in this house that was just falling apart because <laughs> because they didn't have a cabin in the woods available so right <laughs> you know they they were kind of artificially stuck inside the house and uh it, it was fun yeah, they. Uh, it, it was cool. You can obviously it's obvious an homage to, to the Evil Dead because you know, the director even puts the typical Sam Raimi shots in there um, that yeah. you're used to seeing from his movies, especially the Evil Dead trilogies. And it was, I I, I loved it because it, it you could tell it was kind of following some of the plot points of Evil Dead, but it was throwing its own spin on it. Yeah. Like you said, your the Japanese influence is definitely in the in the movie so you saw some ridiculous things i mean the the fact that the body that there's parts there's a part in here where the this 
this thing just won't die. They chop it up into pieces. <laughs> and I mean, it's just like they can't do anything. This body won't die. And it's so funny, but also badass at the same time. Yeah. I think, I think one of the things that uh, I was wondering about was like at, at the beginning, we, we kind of get pictures of him like muscled up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and throughout the movie, I was like, so when's he going to take his shirt off? Well, we're going to see this uh, muscle bodybuilder. And and he does. He rarely takes his shirt off. And the, the times when he does, it feels like he's just kind of <laughs> like he's just yeah, trying to like, get these muscles out. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a bloody muscle bodybuilder uh, the same way that, you know, kind of someone who's filmed themselves uh, getting it on with somebody is an adult film star. <laughs> it's like yeah. there, there's a certain amount of hyperbole involved here because that's one of the funniest things about it. It's, it's like, dude, you're not. I guess you go to the gym, but you are not a bodybuilder. It's okay. I, but. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I was, I, in fact, I would have been fine if they actually put like uh, uh, doctored in images of an actual bodybuilder, even though this skinny guy's been running around the house all the time. He's like, takes off his shirt, and then they just superimpose like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's body there or something. Like that scene, his head itchy, on like that scene from Itchy the Killer when the dude's just like yoked out underneath. Oh, yeah. He's just this diminutive little guy. <laughs> huge when he takes his shirt off that would have been hilarious but yeah um, i think uh, i think calling him a bodybuilder is a little bit of a stretch he was in good shape don't get me wrong I no mean, yeah, he, he, yeah he's lean but that's about it he hasn't <laughs> I, it looks like he hasn't gotten started on the building part of the right process. yeah maybe he <laughs> should have called it he should have called it early bloody muscle bodybuilder in hell just uh, <laughs> i'm just getting my journey started guys yeah I <laughs> <laughs> hit, hit the gym, low carb, you know. I'm 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 walking every day, drinking water <laughs> instead of instead of soda pop. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, you could. Uh, it, it's one of those movies that it's like you're either you're either on board or not. To criticize it and to pick at it is is yeah. really pointless. You might as well just not even watch it because it's like, yeah, man, this is <laughs> it's a and one it's, man band of a movie. It's a one man band. I mean, yeah, I mean, and, and it just keeps getting cranked up. I mean, yeah. the more it goes on and on, you're just thinking how much more shit can happen and more shit happens. Yeah. And I was like, God damn, dude. It's like some of the yeah. artwork from it is amazing. I'm looking at the uh at some of the like limited edition Blu-rays you can get, and it seems like it'd be worth getting a physical copy just for the posters and stuff in there. Right. Just awesome. Yeah, yeah. A lot of these are great <laughs> drawings and uh, that they have here, but yeah, what a movie, dude. I was Yeah, uh, it's definitely if you got a shutter account, you definitely need to check it out. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh all right, what's next up on the list, y'all? You mentioned the invitation, which we saw last year in the theater, and it's on uh I believe you can see it on Netflix now. Is that where yeah, they're showing it? Yeah, it's on Netflix right now. <laughs> Excuse me. And um, that one was surprising. That was right around the time when we started to get back out into the theaters regularly. It took us a while to kind of get back into the swing of things, you know, life after the plague and all that. Yeah. And uh, it was directed by Jessica Thompson and written by Blair Butler and stars uh, uh, Nath Nathalie. It, I Emmanuel. think it's pronounced Nat Natalie. Natalie. Natalie Emmanuel. She's the lead uh actor in it i take it the um yeah yeah she was great in game of thrones I, I, oh that's I was, right yeah yeah i was pleasantly surprised because it's it, you know it's one of those things where i didn't know if she would be able to 
uh, Carrie a film as the lead, and she did great in it. I thought. Yeah, I I I was pleasantly surprised. Not pleasantly surprised. I was just uh, just pleasantly, I guess I should say, <laughs> to see her because I've uh, I think she's a beautiful woman for one, and oh, she yeah. she, uh, she carried this she carried this film pretty hard. It was great. the The guy who who plays uh, Walter Deville. Uh, this uh, Thomas Doherty, it felt like his face was just chiseled out of this uh, stone. Like he's like, I, I can imagine his face chiseled like a a Roman emperor or something. Because it's 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 unreal to think that this guy's face is natural. <laughs> it's well, I made the joke when, um, after we watched it that I bet the actor's face hurt at the end of the day from making handsome face throughout the entire yeah. game of shooting. Yeah. He's got that that smarmy and. The uh, well, the basic setup. One thing I would recommend if you're going to see this movie, don't look at the trailer because the trailer gives away way too much, you know, like we're, what we're getting ready to do, probably. But it ruins the movie, like it, it shows you every beat of the movie, beat for beat. It shows you everything that happens in the order that it happens in. <laughs> like you, you're, you're, you're told about the entire setup, which is. You know, I, I guess when you're making a horror movie trailer, you need to kind of get people interested in it. But they yeah. almost ruined the movie for you. It was um, it was she, basically this woman finds out that she's got family in England that she didn't know about. And then she goes to meet them. And lo and behold, they're all vampires. That's not a spoiler because it's the first thing you find out in the trailer. But yeah. they're the uh, the contemptible aristocratic variety of vampires. So uh, you, you very much take pleasure in them getting thwarted at the towards the end of the movie. Yeah, uh, I, I, I want I've been wanting to see it for a while. Um, I'm a I'm a sucker for vampire films. <laughs> I'm, I'm just pausing for <laughs> applause. Applause is going on right now. Thank you. You're welcome. You can put that in and post. Yep. Yep. And yeah. And so. I had seen a brief trailer of it. I don't think I don't think I even watched a full trailer because I did want to go into it. I knew it was about vampires, but I didn't know the sustenance. I didn't see. Yeah, I didn't watch the theatrical trailer like uh, very closely. So uh, when I watched it on Netflix just recently, you know, it was just like, boom, it was every, everything that I saw was brand new. So, you know, and then the, the twist at the end, which, you know, I kind of figured out a quarter of the way before anything ever started just from them using familiar names from literature that you're probably already familiar with. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. I get it. I know where we're going, but you know, it was a, it was a nice cool take on a, an old story. Yeah. It, it kind of reminded me, well, you know, the, the last journey of the Demeter reminded me of this movie in the way that they were both um, safe. You know, they were you could tell that they were aimed for a mainstream audience, so they weren't too bloody or gory. And they both looked really pretty, just immaculate you know cinematography yeah. just almost too perfect like everything just you know you could I, I bet a lot of the shots just had nothing actually in the shot <laughs> until post-production and um and both of them did exactly what they advertised that they were going to do there were zero surprises but they were still fun kind of comforting you know uh junk food 
horror movies in a way. Can can you link? Because I haven't seen the meter just yet, but uh, can you link? Are these universes linked here? The invitation and no. the meter? No, oh, no, cool they just, it was. <laughs> it, it would be cool, and um, you know, like I I know we didn't specifically you know go out to talk about the Demeter, but that was the the way that movie ended was made you want to see a subsequent sequel. It was like okay, it was yeah. set up great for like a almost a much better movie as the sequel but they i kind of compare them because they both had vampires in them and they both had a really you know kind of crisp clean cinematography lighting yeah. and um you know familiar actors both of them had people from game of thrones <laughs> yeah. at this point every decent actor has been in game of thrones it seems like so. yeah yeah i mean i was if anyone hasn't figured out what what piece of classic uh vampire literature we're talking about it's um i'm not even gonna say it you should know no. what we're talking about so yeah yeah you're if you don't know <laughs> then you know read a book you please <laughs> um so is, is that i think that's about it for the stuff that we've seen i guess that's about it uh, do you have anything else to add uh no just uh check out the other content we got on the the channel everybody we do uh jokey hilarious uh uh commentary on some movies some of it scripted some of it improvised so if you're a fan of uh, folks like mst3k or riff tracks you'll like what we do there um you know we do reviews once in a while we'll jump into the world of horror video games that's definitely uh you know something that you you bring a lot of strength to the table there with that one and uh, we're always trying to put out stuff and um we hope you enjoy what we got. Yeah, if you stuck around this long, thank you for joining us. Uh, cinematic Suffering here. Uh, more great content coming. We've already got our fingers in other little things we're going to work out. And and we'll catch you guys on the flippity flips. I'm still trying to find a, find an outro. <laughs> I guess the flippity flip, I'm not going to use that one. So we'll, we'll go back to the drawing board. Well, wait, for the old premise, it was life is pain and so are bad horror movies, but we're not really attacking only bad horror movies now. So it's right. a little bit tougher. So, yeah, we'll we'll come up with a contest where, uh, you know, you can have my my zombie shirt if you win. Ooh. I won't even wash it or anything. I was yeah. going to say unwashed. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Jason. I'm Clay. And uh, we'll talk at you later. Bye. See ya.